This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to a new episode of The Low Show. I'm your host, Lo Von Broom. All right, so today it's Thanksgiving, and to me, it's a day to count your blessings. Today, it serves as a reminder to be thankful and appreciate the little things in life. It's also a day that celebrates me wearing my maternity pants I got from Target, eating some stuffing, turkey, mashed potatoes, and then falling asleep while watching a good Christmas movie. The Family Stone is my favorite. If you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor. You won't be disappointed. It's so sweet, and Diane Keaton is everything we need for the holidays. God, I love Diane Keaton. Oh, Sarah Jessica Parker is in that too. She's really good. So for my Canadians, I guess today's just another day, but maybe you can start putting up your Christmas deco or get a tree and make a little pit stop at Tim Snorton's and get a donut and just be thankful you aren't in America because it's a shit show right now. (laughs) Today, you can give thanks for being a Canadian citizen. So I brought Jason back for another podcast moment because I'm giving you low lifers what you want. So you're about to get a delicious slice of Jason pie with a big old heap and scoop of tartic right on top. So Jason, he's here in L.A., and I just want to take full advantage of getting to be with him in person. I always prefer an in-person podcast situation. And you guys had some great questions for him. You submitted your questions on Instagram. I read all of them. Thank you for sending those in. There were so many. And I'm hoping we can help you out. In today's episode, it's like a Thanksgiving feast from around the world. You're going to get a little bit of everything, a plethora of topics from how to spice up your sex life to how to invest and make some money for a beginner who knows nothing about the stock market. we got some great tools for you. We're also going to give you some great gift ideas for if you're on a budget, or you're feeling broke right now. We're going to get creative with some gifts. Also some tips on how to get the best night's sleep if you are one of the millions of people suffering from insomnia. I'm one of those people and this pandemic is not helping the situation. Jason also lends his brilliant expertise on how to make money as an influencer, how to start saving money for retirement. If you're self-employed like myself and you're feeling a little stressed about your future, don't worry, boo-boo, we got your back. I also, of course, had to press him on the engagement with Caitlin because you guys are so interested when he's going to pop that question. I just love getting to spend time with Jason and I'm really happy to give you advice and he's happy to do it too. So without further ado, here's today's episode. Can't. <laughs> He's looking at me like I am like <laughs> stupid. Like I'm just no, He's all smart. No, 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 no. I'm I'm only only <laughs> laughing because of a conversation we had before. And like that comment made me think of this conversation. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And I'm gonna leave it there because that's in our little jail. Uh, all right. Welcome to an all new episode of The Low Show. I'm your host, Lo Von Room. It's the low show. Oh, shit. Can I do that? <laughs> of course. Anything you want, Jay. Oh, shit. And I have uh, a very special guest, a friend, a maverick of business, a financial <laughs> wizard, if you will, an East Coast boy with a golden heart, oh. Mr. Jason Tardick, <laughs> coming in hot for oh the podcast. My God, it is good to be back. It is, right? Wow. Your episode, people loved your episode. They learned so much from you. So I had to bring you back for a second. Really? And Did you tell the behind the scenes behind the first episode? No. Yeah. We had to like redo it. 
Oh, that's right. We didn't have to redo it. Yeah. We didn't even have to redo it. It was just like, I, it was more like my call where I was like, Lo, we have to be better at this because there were so many people coming in and out and cooking all these distractions. I'm like, we got to refire this up. I'm glad we did. And it it ended up being a fantastic episode that helped people out. Such an honor to be on the Lo show. Jason, I don't think I'm going to be able to get through this podcast. Yeah. But by the time you guys are hearing this, it's going to be on Thanksgiving. So this is like our little Thanksgiving. It really is. And well, I'm doing kind of mixing in all the holidays in one. I had yeah. Halloween with you. We're oh, doing yeah. we're doing Christmas cookies and everything tonight, gingerbread mm. houses. No dates matter at this point. Mm-hmm. We're some it's Christmas, so Merry Christmas, everyone. Time and is non existent. Happy New Year. Yeah. yeah. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Sure. Just get up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> God. And if you're listening to this, I feel like there's a lot of people out there who are solo missions for Thanksgiving. Oh, I know. It sucks. Sad. They're not with their families. L.A. specifically shut down yep. completely. Yep. And the CDC is recommending no travel. I feel like outside of L.A., though, like Nashville doesn't give a shit about coronavirus. They're having it's, orgies right now <laughs> and, I and mean, country concerts and doing God knows what. When I came from Nashville to here for the show. It was like this. I mean, I always knew Nashville. Like, come on, guys, let's tighten it up. We're in a freaking grocery store. Get your damn mask on. Like, they don't. But they don't wear them in Nashville. There were. I mean, when I like, especially like early on, April, May, June, I was mm-hmm. the only person in a grocery store with a mask on. It was wow. crazy. And then you know, Nashville just kept living their life. And I came out to L.A. I'm like, wow, L.A. is locked down. Yeah, we're taking <laughs> it serious as you should. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, what a change of pace! It's wild how every state is so independently run. And how perceptions and uh, ideas and also political views are drastically different. It's crazy. It's like our own little mini countries. Yeah. Kind of (laughs) fucked up, though. I feel like we should all be united. Like, I I mean, some people are irritated by wearing a mask. I am, too. I I got a pimple the other day and I was pissed (laughs) from wearing the mask. But I'm just like, I'm going to do it. And for the betterment of the people. Sure. And it was nice because I just, I only have to worry about like covering my dark circles and on my eyes. That's it. And I think at the end of the day, I really believe we need national leadership and national mandates here. The reason why is because, listen, no one wants to shut things down. Who wants to do that? No, no one wants to do that. Like, no want one it. wants to let li- you. <laughs> I kind of want <laughs> Everyone it. but Lowe and Hayward <laughs> want to go back to normal life. The idea here, which I think people need to get more focused on, how do we get these numbers down and how do we turn that corner quicker, right? And so as much as Lo wants to stay in this little... I know, because I don't, I don't want Jason and Caitlin to leave. They're here in Hollywood. It's this apartment in this yeah. beautiful building uh, surrounded building. by homelessness. Uh, yeah. and um, But it's a sky cage and <laughs> I love having them here. And I come and I visit Jason and it's like, like visiting my correctional officer. You yeah. take my handcuffs off and we get to go well, out. Well, I like lunch. to say, I like to say like a trainer at SeaWorld and you're yes. my Shamu. I am Shamu. And I give you little fish. Give me just a little treat here. And you're just there. circled in just your tank. Around. Waiting. Waiting. Sometimes you might snap. My, I might. Sometimes. You never know. Yeah, that's true. Might bite me. Might bite. It's not often. It's a chance I take. It's a chance I'm willing to take because I what love when you're in the sky cage, Shamu so much. Yeah. I get you, Shamu. You're ready to go home now. I, 
I can't wait. Oh my God. <laughs> I will, I will miss you desperately. I will and miss you too. And you have gotten me through this, uh, this time period. Yeah. Oh, and same. The feeling is mutual without you. So thank you. Oh my you, God, Lo. Jason. Of Lo, course. Lucifer. And for anyone, anyone out there who's listening right now, because it is Thanksgiving and yeah. I know people feel alone. So you're not alone today. <laughs> I'm here with you. And so is Jason. Is. This is the thir- first Thanksgiving in my entire life. 32 years that I won't be with my parents. Are you happy about that? What? Oh, I don't know. Are you good with your family? I'm sure some people look at it as a blessing. Some families are quite dysfunctional. No, I'm I'm miserable about that. It's devastating. Honestly, as dark as this is, the one saving grace is if you told me, I don't know, five years ago when you're 32, it'll be the first Thanksgiving ever without your parents, my natural instinct and thought would be like, well, that's because they must have passed. Oh, right. That's how. So, like, other than that, of course, I would under any circumstances, unless I was like in a hospital, I will be with my parents at Thanksgiving. Have you had thirty-two solid years of Thanksgiving? Thirty-one every single year with my family. Yeah, this will be the first one ever. Oh, that is tough. And we offered, so we'll be back in Nashville, but we offered them to uh, drive up, but they just didn't want to risk it. So, yeah, I get it, especially because we're. I mean. Not to point the finger at us, but we are traveling at the busiest time. In you guys are little now. outbreak We're monkeys. Gonna t- well, no. <laughs> You're definitely carriers. Excuse you and Caitlin. Me. You're coming from LA. I've been fucking Shamu for three <laughs> months. I'm not a carrier, okay? I feel like you want soap. I have a like, you're like, give me COVID or give me death. <laughs> Could you imagine if we get to a point where you want to self-inflict COVID on yourself? Like, think about it. If yeah, a vaccine, I'm sitting next to someone right? who wants to do that. I would you. consider it. <laughs> I would know. Here's, here's what I would consider it is if you get to a point where there isn't a, an effective vaccine that has a good efficacy rate, then we, I can't, you can't live life like this. You cannot, like, we can't continue. I was like, this is perfect. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> mad at it. We can't live our existence like this. So if we get to a point where, the vaccine isn't effective, which won't happen. The vaccine will be effective. But if we do get to I'm that point... I'm not getting that vaccine. I would self-inflict if I had enough information to say that the likelihood is extremely, extremely likely that I could overcome it and build antibodies which are sustainable. If I had that information, I would self-inflict. And if we get to a point in this world where that happens, I think you'll see a divided of people like who have had it and have immunity versus people who haven't had it and don't have immunity. Hopefully the vaccine works and that's not an issue. Let's say the vaccine is not an option for you and you might have to self-inflict. I'm just th- doing a little hypothetical <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, love hypotheticals. So you have to, now you're thinking, I might have to inflict COVID so that I could live my best life or just move on with Or just life. live, yeah. But you might lose your taste buds and about 80% of your hair. is an op- It's a 50% toss-up. Nope, wouldn't do it. All right, there 50% we go. 50% is not enough, no. There we go. You told me 99%? I'll do it. 99% that you wouldn't have those that side effects. have those side effects. Right now it is 50%. Hair loss and losing of taste buds. I need to fact check this. Well, man, at the low show, it's pretty <laughs> accurate. Fact check, out for it. <laughs> it is. People are losing their hair. Chunks of hair. 50%? Did you see Alyssa Milano? No. Literal chunks of hair coming out. I don't doubt that that's happened, but I'm many people. You think I don't think it's fifty percent. I think it's fifty eight percent. Back check now for maybe it is. Okay. Um. So I submitted. I put it up on Instagram and said, if you guys have any questions that you'd like to ask Jason and I, Ah. perhaps some advice, anything and everything. 
sex, love, mm. business, mm-hmm. finance, marriage, relationships, any drama you have. It's a low show. It all goes down. It really does all go down mm. here. And a lot of people had some questions that they want to okay. ask, but we're about to give some advice. Oh. We're going to give them advice. we're not giving professional advice. Oh, it's not. Yeah. We're giving just the J-Lo advice. The J-Lo advice is, is what people not, are getting. Which has zero credibility. I think it's going to be great. You've given me great advice in my no, life. I know. I think Truthfully, Jason... You've given me some of the best advice I've ever received in my oh. 31 years of existence. Oh, that's amazing. I think, and I mean it. I think I'm one, actually, that. I want to bring this up. Lo and I had a dinner last night, and I'm sorry to detour from the questions, but we had a dinner last night and we talked about how like actually like very seriously how therapeutic yeah. this time has been. And one of the things that we brought up, and I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, is that like the best comparison I have to our conversations and the depth of them, but also the impact is when I was back in college when like five guys lived together and we just had all different perspectives and shot the shit. The problem I have now I've noticed is that as people age, I feel as though not only do their walls come up, but also their self-esteem. It's They have too much pride. They have too much ego and they're leading with their ego and they won't have these vulnerable conversations because they don't want to show their cards yeah. and they want to be seen as like this certain way. These people that 10 years ago, like we had the most crazy in-depth conversations. And nothing was off limits and you could feel You could say anything. Vulnerable. Like you're vulnerable and safe. And uh, most of my friends, not all of them, but most of them, it's tough to get to that place. And so it was so nice about this time is we were able to say things in which we know that it was a judge-free zone. Yeah. But we can let our guard down. No, it's in a safe space. We're not going to go out and say things about it. I'm between not going to go like live you, on Caitlin IG and with I, it. We got our little pod vault mm-hmm. that we keep the stuff between. But it was a great way to like talk about things that have been like pent up for a little bit and just get good feedback between us three. Yeah. And that has been, and I think anyone listening out there, like if you do have like that one friend who you can open up to without the judgment and knowing that they're going to go gossip about or talk about it, what? an amazing thing it's to a have very in life. Beautiful thing it's to have. Beautiful and it's so hard to find. It is. So hard to find. Yeah. And well, and I will say uh so I opened up the whole ask us anything and we got thousands of questions Jason from Whoa. people. Yeah, from different countries and people have some shit they want to ask us. Wow. We're about to give some great advice. But it was funny, there's one question in particular that I was laughing at cuz I saw it kind of sprinkled in a few times throughout yeah. all, reading all the different questions. Okay. And it was are you and Jason is this a real friendship? Like are do you guys Wait, really people sprinkled that in? I had several people ask, where uh, the fuck's the doubt? Well, I think they think I think people are wanting to say you and Jason, it's uh, like an Instagram relationship or we're just posting to be funny. But besides a post, there's there's oh, not a friendship there. That's I, and, sad. and I will say you cynical bitches listening. Yeah. What the hell? It's the same people that and it's fair. Any questions, fair game here. I'm not going to judge your okay. cynical ass because I'm that way, too. Sometimes. Yeah, we're both cynical, actually. I am with this stuff like that. It, but perfect example is Caitlin did this dance. Caitlin Bristow. She's dancing on Dancing with the Stars. Yep. You guys know who she is yep. by now. If you're, if you're <laughs> this far down the low show, you know who that is. Oh, Open up a fucking brewski. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, Jay. Nice it is. Oh, wow. ASMR. I actually love that sound. Sorry for that interruption. Worth it. Uh, so Caitlin danced to a friend of hers who unfortunately passed away at a very young age. She dedicated the dance to her friend Lindsay who passed. Okay. So 
a couple, one person, or I'm sure several, had said, Caitlin said, I'm d- doing a specific song, Cowboy Take Me Away, by yeah. the Dixie Chicks. It came out, I believe, in like 1996. Sure. And I'm dedicated. It was Lindsay, my girlfriend's, one of her favorite songs. And she yeah. used to sing it. And I sang it with her. And we played it at her funeral. And it, mm-hmm. she had this beautiful story. I, I was like crying. And yeah. Caitlin has opened up and told me that story before Dancing with the Stars. So I'm very familiar with Lindsay, as you are. Yep. Uh, and it was a huge uh, thing in her life that probably changed the forecast of, sure. you know, her direction. Sure. Long story short, she killed the dance. It was yeah. beautiful. But some people tweeted, there yeah. was one I saw and it was like, hmm, doesn't add up. Like Dixie Chicks, this song uh, came out this year. Her friend, like Caitlin was this age and this year. Hmm, like suspicious, a little suspect. And I'm like, wow, sick. Sick. Humans. Yeah, because I'm like, she didn't make that up. It's all real. And yeah, the song came out in 1996, but Lindsay, this was in the 2000s when... The- yeah, if you're going to call someone out who's telling a story that is they haven't been able to really talk about in 18 plus years, you better do your damn homework, right? I mean, yeah. so I think I remember that tweet because it was when Caitlin brought it to our attention. I wish I had the exact numbers, but I thought they said like, well, this, this is the date that came out. So how could you possibly, how could she have said that? Well... That's the date it came out, and she passed away. It was like, like ten six years, years later, six to ten years later. You absolute terrible human. <laughs> Go and I know take terrible. care of yourself. Really, that's insane. So, because someone could doubt even something as like depressing and raw and real that Caitlin decided to share, someone doubting our friendship doesn't really surprise me. I Fair. get it. But so you guys know, it's completely real. I'm drinking the Jason Tardic Kool-Aid. I am obsessed. And (laughs) I'll say that in my lifetime of 31 years, I say I'm 31 years old, mentally 56. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's accurate. Yeah, that's what I feel like. <laughs> but the I always tell Jason, he makes fun of me because I'll say, Jason, we have to cherish this moment we have together because yes. it's never going to happen never. again. Yeah. And these last three months sick. of having this intense time together, <laughs> late. I mean, Jason and I will be on the couch talking till one, two, mm. sometimes three in the morning. We actually we had, had like we a had 430. We had the 430 session. We ordered pizza and Taco Bell. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I hit Remember rock that? bottom that night. <laughs> I had like diarrhea. Was, oh. It was a mess. But it was incredible in the that sense that cool. I had great conversations yeah. with you. But the thought of of okay, I'm I'm in my career now and I don't I don't have time in my when things are normal sure. to have these heart to heart conversations. Yeah. And we haven't left here. We've that's been insane. locked up together uh every week for months. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> I'm just thinking I no, can't do this anymore and you guys get to hear exactly I open up my heart and he's like yeah no, I no, want to go it's just no my brain is just like you're right we've been locked it's up exhausting. for months I'm, ex- I'm enjoying every minute of the J-Lo but god yeah, we it, have been literally locked up for months Yeah. okay keep going and Sorry. the most that you'll get is if I trot you out for like yeah. we did a couple little patio dining situations and I had to make sure nobody was there it was completely <laughs> sterile and it was like somewhere off the grid oh. so that we had just, you know, complete private, like, you know, there's no chance of hopefully getting we sanitized. Anyway, it's uh, just a lot of work. At this so, time, when the pod comes out, we will be able to knock on wood. I mean, there's one day left. Celebrate that we are not responsible for shattering Caitlin's dreams. Oh, yeah. By giving COVID. And that has been such an intense fear for the of, last of three to get months. Her sick. Because every 
day. She's tested. She had that COVID and scare. Asymptomatic is asymptomatic COVID. It's a real, real thing. She thought she had it at one point, yeah. and then she didn't, and she's ah. fine. And I mean, she got tested like five other times. Yeah. I get tested. I get nose swabbed and blood tested, and <laughs> uh, before I enter the building, Lo has to show. Yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, yeah. Lo has to show us his negative. I know he's rolling his eyes Such right now. Bullshit. They literally went back to his brain. Yeah, we have to show. He has to show us his negative test that day for him to come in. That. Yeah is how crazy this has been. Yeah. I don't mind doing it. And I paid to have the test done. And I, of course, uh, through other clients I work with, have to get tested anyway. I go and get additional testing. But I don't want to take any chances with, well, now the Dancing with the Stars is over. So... I'm about to give Caitlin COVID. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no. Oh, no, no. I thought you meant you. I meant, hell yeah. No, we're not getting tested every day. But yeah. yeah. I don't, yeah, to, don't give me But I COVID. still, even. You want to self-inflict. Exactly. But uh, I do want to <laughs> see my family and stuff. And they're just as strict with uh, yeah. doing the whole getting COVID tested. Which is good. But it's been nice having this intensive time with someone, a colleague, a friend, uh, my own age and getting to bond with you, Jason, it's something that I don't think I'll get in this lifetime again. And let, I know there's no way, but I, and you think about it like this way after you guys leave here and I'm going to be so depressed firstly, but I also, you are, but you're also, you have light at the end of the tunnel because you're going back home to your roots, like Nashville, a a backyard, everything you you love too, because you're going to move to Nashville. I think I'm going to. <laughs> I'm actually thinking about it. The only Seriously. thing holding me back is Dookie, my little pug. Bring Dookie. Are you kidding me? Dookie will love it. He He'll would love Nashville. Own big yard. Yeah. Lo, imagine you got this whole I know. This, like, the only little... thing, Dookie loves the beach. He's, a, he's, we can, he's an otter. We have, we have sand. We have sand. Where? We is, have sand. Okay. It's <laughs> like from Home Depot. <laughs> Freaking bag of sand. A little turtle play box. Yeah. A little play pin in the back. But I, uh, getting to spend this much time has been amazing, yeah. but it, I don't think it will happen again. And anyway, it's something very rare and yeah. it's very special. And and I feel like we went in a friendship intensive because the amount of things I've shared and opened oh. up and deep talks and I've laughed, I've cried, I've been angry and sad. And like Jason's experienced every emotion All with emotions. me. And likewise, yeah. it's the same. Like I've literally hit everybody. I'm like, we're... It's we're in love. We're in love. It's a chapter. <laughs> it's a chapter. I'll never forget as long as I live. Yeah. As long as I live. And I for some friends of mine, getting to have like all these nice talks and stuff takes mm-hmm. a while getting to know someone. Sure. Schedules. Oh, I'm not sure. free for another two weeks. Yeah. No, we just got it all in. Got it all in. And no matter what, I think no matter how confident you are about certain things you stand for or defend or arguments, you're like, wait, this is my position. Having like a good person to be able to benchmark and know that it's not going to have any type of angle or incentive or twisted, weird turn just to get a good perspective is uh, something we both can share with one another, which is awesome. Hair thinning impacts a lot of us. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common, it's normal. Join over 1 million people who are doing something about it with Nutrafol, I've been recommending it to my friends and family. I take it. My mama, the queen, takes it. Queen, you love yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I recommend it to my hairstylist. I recommend it to my sister-in-law and even my niece. We range in age from like 22 to 67. They're loving it. Yeah, they are. It's a great Mother's Day gift. Oh, I love it. 
It's amazing. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code LOWLIFE. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code LOWLIFE. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code LOWLIFE. All right. No, I want to get into all the questions because we haven't even touched on all the questions you guys have for Jason and I. We're going to give you some great advice. Hopefully, we're here to help you. We're here to give you some ease in your mind, give you a little peace for Thanksgiving. Mm, yeah. All right. So... First step. Great wait, wait, penmanship you have there. Oh, I know. Thank you. The I only did, guy in the league that actually writes his notes out with like, remember that paper back in the day that you would like your mom would put your binder together with the little three holes and the red lines? Lowest that's what I have. Oh, I feel like I'm back at earth science in eighth grade. <laughs> I love to write my notes for wow. my guests. Yeah. I don't know. It, I retain it better in no, my I, brain. Like, if I, I remember actually write. studying. If I would read and then write it out. I'm a writer. It would, it would hit I journal every day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Oh, all of our conversations documented oh, in my journal. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I journal all the time. Oh, uh, and it's really cool to go back like a decade Where later. Where are those files? I know. <laughs> I know. I'm not telling you. Michael from Eugene, Oregon yeah. wrote, hi, Lo. I've been living for your bromance moments with Jason. Oh, oh, I love how pure your friendship is. It's so pure. This is a question for you. And I'm sure Jason will probably be able to help as well. Okay. I was laid off of work in September. Things have been tight financially. Sure. Same. I wanted to know what should I do about Christmas gift this year with my girlfriend? We've been dating for about three years and I like to go all out. We both like to go all out for each other. We are a fan of gifts. She drops hints about things she wants and I know I'm not able to afford them this year, but I haven't said that. I don't have the funds to spend like I usually would. Uh, I know she is in a better position financially than I am. And I'm also in the same boat with my family in regards to gifts. Any idea what I should do for Christmas gifts? I'm, a ner I'm nervous about this one. This is such a good question. And I'd, Great question. I I'd love the question. Michael, we're going to help you. Michael, we're going to help you. Because you can buy material things, right? And I think what we've learned, hopefully in 2020, is when you own those material things, and I don't, like, I'm not trying to take a dig at the celebrity stylist. Oh, my God, but he is. Beauty. But in my opinion, like, haven't, I think we, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, guys, I just say something because Lo gives me the best reactions. Like, his eyes Daggers. just went left to right a hundred times. And he Who gets cares look, about clothes? Cares. Styling's <laughs> Style. stupid. I'm like, no. oh. <laughs> But to get back to simple things, I think one of the things we learned is that when you spend money on material things, and if it does good for you, if you feel good about it, then it's worth it. But if you're doing it for other people, if you're buying the watch or maybe the, the bag, and it doesn't actually bring direct value to you, you're doing it to put on the image, in my opinion, hopefully we've learned in the last you know 10 months where we can't even go out and showcase this to the people that we're trying to impress when we're not even impressed by itself that it's meaningless and so what the i think a deeper dive into that is that there are so many things that we spend money on to try and get a draw but we can accomplish the same exact draw if not better with creativity and thoughtfulness right simple stuff like lo you coming up with the idea to do a little christmas for caitlin and then you and i executing it yeah. and then doing it that means more to caitlin than literally a $10,000 
necklace. Yeah. That's more important. And so there are so many things you can do, I think, to be really creative and thoughtful with how you do it at an inexpensive price. But I will say from my own reference, uh, I remember when I was financially strapped and I was dating someone and he was he was well off and I was still like going through going through the ebbs and flows of my career. And I was, I was tight on money and I didn't know what to do for my family. And I was three years in a relationship with this dude mm-hmm. and I really wanted to get him something nice. And I knew he was going to spoil me with something great because he gave the best gifts that year. He gave me tickets, front row seats to Janet Jackson. <gasps> wow. I was, yeah. Have you ever had a better gift? That was top for me. That was that was pretty damn good. Front row seats, and it was like in Vegas, so he like booked the flight. Did you touch the hotel? Like, did you give her a little high? Five? I felt a little little bead of little sweat, bead of sweat from her drop onto and me. That did it for you. But I will say, I was kind of like, what do I do for someone in that situation? And I love a creative gift, mm-hmm. so this is what I ended up doing. And this might help you. So this is for your girlfriend, and this is also for your friends. Okay, sure. I'm just gonna tell you what I did. Maybe this will help you, Michael. I don't know. Here we go. So I ended up making. Uh, I went on Amazon and I got these little uh, gift certificates. They were blank gift certificates and I made them out for specific things. And I did this, like I wrapped it all cute and I did gift gift certificates, but they were things that he would love. So I gave him one was a gift certificate for a blowjob. Any, any, anytime he wanted a blowjob, he had this gift certificate for it. By the way, this gift the best gift actually ended up being like our thing for the next, we dated for five years, but it, it was like, he was obsessed. So I did the uh, blowjob gift card. Do you throw an expiration on that? I did for that one too. Because I knew when I had like uh, a award season. Like, suppose no. you're not in the mood. Like, you're like tired. someone else can use it. No, no like, uh, <laughs> you know, you're tired. Like, I don't know, it's fucking no. Sunday night. You he just have like four pizzas and you smoke the joint. And you're just yeah, like, now I got to give you a BJ. If he gave me the gift card, I'm like, fine. Got to do it. <laughs> Yeah. So I did one for that. The other one was, wow. uh, the other one was for, um, you can Uno reverse my movie pick because I would always pick the movie that I wanted. That is a good one. So he loved That's that. That's fucking great. Because then we were watching, he loved like super like horror movies and stuff. Mm. And I wanted to watch, I don't know, a documentary. Genius. So that was another one that I did that went over great. And then I did, uh, cleaning up the kitchen, mm. washing your car, like little yeah. things that I knew. And his love language was actually acts of service. So all of those things, these gift idea, gift certificates uh, I created for him were things, acts of service that I knew would appeal to him. And there were a lot of inside jokes with us, too. But I did about like 10 different ones. Loved it. I did a foot rub. I did a full body massage in there. And it cost me seven dollars in total. And it was the best Christmas gift. He said this is the best gift he's ever had. And then I did it for his birthday and then it just became our thing. But, uh, and then I also was like, wait, it's working for him. Maybe I should do this with my family. And I did one with my family too. So with my, my mom, I did like a foot rub for her and I did, you know, a special brunch. And so she had two little gift certificates for that. And then my dad, I did another something like that too. So anyway, I I got creative with it. Do Smart. little gift cards or something. And then for friends and family, if you're looking for a random gift idea, you don't have to spend a lot. Again, thoughtful counts. Sure. Go to TJ Maxx or wherever. Get yeah. some cute little coffee mugs. <laughs> fill them with little marshmallows, graham yeah, crackers. Maybe do a s'more kit. There you go. That's anyway, there's I great like ideas. gingerbread. Sure. Something like that. I also think, you know, it's gone, like especially friends you haven't seen in a while. I will take any day over like a gift card or something. 
a handwritten, not old school, but like a handwritten thoughtful card oh, with I a love stamp on when it. People like handwrite take cards. the time to do that. That I save them. I hold do on you? to it. Oh yeah, I, I cherish too. those. I love. I always notes. tell my parents like my mom used to sign. I think I was like eighteen. My mom used to sign for my mom, and it'd be like Gary and Dale, like you know. And so I was like, Mom, I want you to know this card means like when I was young, this means more to me that you guys are writing your own things and signing. I could tell by your, your penmanship, it's, that's all you. I'd rather have that than the gift. Yeah. And since I said that, every single birthday and stuff, I get my dad's little note, my mom's note, and I'll have that forever. I wonder if forever. you still have the birthday card I gave you. I do. You do. I sure do. I wrote a couple paragraphs. You had a great birthday card and a very thoughtful gift, and I have both of them, and I'll have them forever. Wow. Love that. All right, Mike. Except so, the cake. I won't have the cake forever. That's right. Oh, we got to do <laughs> we magpies. <gasps> We have, whoa, we got to end this podcast because we got to do it. We got to go. <laughs> it's our Jake, dessert thing. It's the best the, dessert I've ever had in my life. I know. They don't, by the way, anything I mention on this podcast, I don't have sponsorships. I'm not getting no. paid for shit. <laughs> like, so anything I'm saying is just out of like, I actually love it. So but don't think I'm making money. Tons of money. You're going to look back. And yeah. See. Wait, did you just see that? What? Here I go. Tons of money. That was a lowism. That was a lowism. I caught the lowism yeah. and now I regurgitated it. Uh, and that's how much time yeah. we spent chit chat. Yeah. My mom says the same thing. She says, you sound like Jason yeah. because <laughs> she follows you on the ground. I'm sorry. Okay. Samantha from Chicago writes, hi, hello. I've been listening to you on the Only Child podcast with Ariel Vandenberg. And I was a fan. Oh, that's so sweet. I was a super fan then. And I'm obsessed with your new show. Thank you, Samantha. I've been having trouble getting on a normal sleep schedule during this pandemic. I am so screwed up with my sleeping pattern. I've been working from home and the insomnia is real. Do you have any tips or suggestions? I'm over here in New York City, up all night, listening to your podcast and watching your <laughs> IG stories. Okay, Samantha, uh, you've come to the right place because I'm a night owl as well. I don't sleep, but uh, I, I have the keys to success, sleep success for you. Well, well then you shoot away. I think you might want to listen to this I'm too, a, I am two years, one mouth <laughs> listening, but when you tell your sleep, remedies can you also tell the funny story about when i had the sleep uh insomnia and you dm'd me when you weren't here oh and yeah like, I'm up here, like at four in the morning we're like having this like deep dm like the, i've been spending <laughs> I watch? i've been spending most of my nights here and it's so cute because there was one night i didn't and jason was uh, up at like three o'clock like in, in the morning and you posted on instagram, instagram so like, i dm'd I you and then jason and i started texting each other and anyway it's the best i was sending him remedies which i'm going to share with you guys right now but okay, okay you'll probably want to re-listen to this later and take some notes listeners because this is good to help you with sleep first thing i'm going to suggest is uh, a banana tea take a banana peel it take the peel boil it in water add a little bit of cinnamon for flavor maybe a little vanilla extract if you want to sweeten it up a bit huh. boil it on the stove once you bring it to a boil, put it in a mug, drink it up an hour before bedtime. The banana peel releases a, a heavy amount of magnesium and magnesium helps you sleep. It puts you, and it doesn't make you groggy the next day. Wow. It's a trick that they do. Uh, it's South African. They also do it in Haiti. But one where, of my clients actually, one of my saying, clients yeah. recommended it and she is an insomniac and wow. also she takes Adderall. So it's very difficult for her to fall asleep. It's great for you. Amazing. Okay. So first up, banana tea. Once you take the banana tea an hour before bed, there's this stuff. It's called Mary Ruth's Liquid Nighttime Multi-Mineral Pineapple Dream. 
It's this liquid. It tastes like a pina colada and it's all natural. It's vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free. This sounds like an ad. It's not an ad. (laughs) I wish Mary Ruth was freaking paying me for this, but no, she's not. It's so good though. And it doesn't make you groggy. It didn't make me groggy the next day. So banana tea, Mary Ruth's uh, multi-mineral, whatever, a a warm to hot shower Mm -hmm. before bed Mm. and masturbate. If before you, bed. I do masturbate before bed. Like in this room that we have literally masturbated you, on your seat. <laughs> yep. I got to masturbate everywhere here. Wow. Yeah. Masturbate in, in that bedroom because I was actually Wait, in the that room. Bedroom. That was my bedroom at bedroom. first. It wasn't at first. Oh, that's true. We switched it. I masturbated everywhere. <laughs> This jail just got way worse. I really I feel like Shamu now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that. I'm kidding. Low. I didn't masturbate everywhere. Get out of here. No, because like with <sighs> Pino and Ramen, like they hear anything. They hear any, like, no, it's too risky. <sighs> oh, God. Anyway, <laughs> so take the banana tea, multi-mineral, masturbate, shower, <laughs> and you will have a good night's sleep. There it will go. help you. And pop an edible. Edibles do help me sleep or smoke a joint. CBD. Uh, I think CBD is a game changer. CBD does CBD help relax and melatonin you. is great. I do like melatonin. It does lead to some people, me specifically, lucid nightmares. Wait, what? Really? That's a known thing with taking you melatonin. You in your nightmares. Yeah. I don't ever have nightmares. No. You have like, do you remember every nightmare you have? Yes. Plus wow. I journal it all. Next to our conversations. Okay. I journal my dreams too. I have Where very, is this journal of yours? I have very vivid nightmares and dreams. And yeah. for some reason, melatonin over five milligrams triggers crazy nightmares. Who takes over five milligrams? I'm taking 10, <laughs> I'm taking 10 to 20 milligrams of melatonin. 20 milligrams? Yeah. Sometimes it's really hard for me to I knock out. I would not wake up. Like. That's and, but if you're doing, by the way, if you're listening and doing any of those remedies, make sure you're getting your eight hours. Because if you're not, if you're going to do that and yeah. you're starting at midnight and you have to be up at six and you're only going to get five to six hours, you're going to be a mess the next day. Yeah. So you need to make sure you can get a full eight to 10 Ooh. hours because it will knock you out. I like think a horse routine, tranquilizer. Cons- routine, consistency and discipline too, right? Like our routine is so thrown off right now with all this, but having like a routine and being disciplined with your time, I think is huge. Yeah. And most people don't. That's true. Routine does help. Myself included. And I try, I I love being on my phone before I go to bed. It kind of helps me. It's the worst. It is. The but second I, I touch my phone, not going back to sleep. I've been doing the meditation. These I typed Calm in, app. Calm app is great. I've used that. And then also I'll do rain sounds and then yeah. this other meditational thing on YouTube. Huh. And I'll just type in meditational music to sleep and sure. it comes right up and I'll, Amazing. I'll pass out while I'm masturbating, meditational music. <laughs> and then I fall asleep. I'm going to have lucid nightmares now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. Let's see our next question. Amy in Toronto. Hey, Lo, I love you and Jason. The bromance is getting me through the pandemic. I learned so much on the last episode you had Jason on. My husband and I have a question for Jason. Hopefully he can help us. Do you think it's a good idea to use financial advisors that credit unions have on site for investing your money? What's his strategy for investing? Ooh, that question? I could talk an hour for like a professor. I'm not going to do that. Oh, good. I'm going to keep this quick and I'm going to keep it short. And the point is here is that there are financial advisors everywhere. No offense to anyone who's a financial advisor, but they are a dime a dozen. They're all over the place. To what get, about the ones in the bank? Though? To get licensed. Aren't those good? Well, depends what bank. It depends what credibility. That, that, that literally is like saying, what about a doctor at a 
at a clinic? Like, well, there's so many questions there. So one, understand your financial advisor, understand their experience level, their credibility. What licenses do they have? Do they have a CFP? What, uh, What's you know, a CFP? What, a certified financial planner. Oh. Like understand their credibility. That's one. The biggest thing with working with an advisor is one, can you do it yourself? Think about, can you educate yourself to the point that you think you could potentially do it? If the answer is no, that's okay. We all have different strengths. We should use advisors who can help us. But what we need to know is when you go and you meet with that advisor, they should be going through the due diligence of understanding what your risk tolerance is and what you're looking for in your investments and what you're trying to achieve. It's similar to like, if let's, I always like to boil things down to like simplicity, similar to like you go to a gym. Imagine you go to a gym and you tell a trainer, I'm here. Like, what do you want? Do you want to become Arnold Schwarzenegger? Do you want to be fit? Do you want to be consistent? What do you want? So the thing is, is if your financial advisor isn't going through that due diligence, red flag. The biggest thing I will tell you is that, especially at the retail level, which is what bank advisors are considered, like retail bank advisors, you need to know exactly how they are incentivized to put you in a specific position because it is likely that an advisor, not all the time, not every advisor, but it is likely that the advice they may provide may align to the product that provides them the best kickback. Shady. Let me give you a quick example. If I am a, let's, I always like to dumb it down. Suppose I'm a server and Lowe says, I want a glass of wine. And there are 10 different wines I could pick from. But there's one wine that says, hey, Lowe, if you make sure you sell our bottle, we're going to throw another 30 bucks in your pocket. Right. Hello, what are you doing? You're incentivized. It might, you might fucking hate that wine. No, that's, <laughs> you might hate the wine, but you're still selling it. Yeah. So as a consumer, you need to know the back end. Are there people that are putting the money in your pocket? So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of wrap Can it up. Can you ask them that though? Absolutely. And you should know it. It's fully transparent. It must be transparent. The other thing is like, this is, you don't do this. You don't have to advise for it. In some cases, it makes sense but I am not a fan of annuities. I'm not a big variable annuity or fixed annuity fan. That's what most advisors will suggest. I don't like them. It doesn't mean you don't have to like them. The last thing I want to put out there is there is a great tool that the new generation just came out with. Haven't met with them. Haven't talked with them. I want to, and I will, but it's called Smart Asset. I don't have a brand deal. I'm not incentivized. I will at some point because they're the people. What I, what I do is I do my research to say, who do I want to align myself with? And I will get in front of them and I will get a... I will get an alignment with them. Mm-hmm. But Smart Asset was created to say, based on your the money that you have, your risk tolerance, where you live, everything, they will advise what financial advisors are a good fit for you. Oh, that's good. So there's this app called Smart Asset. They're killing Smart it. They Asset. just started. Smart Asset. I would check them out. I fully endorse it, even though I'm, I'm in no way aligned and sent it to. Eventually, I hope I will be. But that's a great product. Love it. Okay. All right. Lacey in Portland, Oregon. Hi, low. Loving the low life. I have a business on the side and I save each month for emergencies, but I'm starting to think more about saving ahead for retirement. Oh my God, I should start doing that too. I'm 34 <laughs> years old and I have some retirement in an account when I worked for an employer. I'm wondering what small business owners should be doing now to save for retirement that don't necessarily work for corporate. What should I do to prepare for retirement down the road? This is a Jason Tardic question. This if I've ever special. seen one, this is the JT special and actually, right here. Like I, Lacey in Portland, Oregon, like I need the answer too. So <laughs> great. I don't have a retirement. Lacey, and I'm this nervous. Is such a good question. So 
first and foremost, what I want to talk about is your a money that is at your previous employer. Uh, it's okay to keep your money at your previous employer. Usually when you do have 401ks with previous employers, um, they will have some type of group discount so that you are offered pretty solid investments, hopefully at a low cost structure. So the one thing I'll tell you is make sure that you're actively uh, watching it, checking it, you know what it's invested in. And most importantly, you know that what the cost is with each fund that you're in, because that is usually where people with their retirement get absolutely buried over the lifetime of their retirement vehicle is the cost. So if it's not in a good cost plan, if it's not low cost, then get in there. Are all these specific jargon names for it. I'm not going to get into that on this show, but get it out. The second thing I'll tell you is there's the business owner, there's something called the SEP, something I have. It's a simplified employee pension kit. It's a SEP, Simplified Employee Pension Plan. And so with the SEP, as a small business owner, mm -hmm. you have the ability to, it, it pretty much works as a IRA. And okay. you have the ability to essentially like create your own 401k. The most important thing to know about it is it's a tax shelter. So any money that you do put in there, which will have to be based on the percentage of your income, mm -hmm. you're limited to how much you can put in, will be an absolute reduction from your gross income, which you're taxed on, right? So suppose you make a hundred grand a year and you are able to, let's say, put $15,000 in your pension plan. You are now not taxed at $100,000. You are taxed at $85,000. So it's a tax shelter. And it's ideally suited for self-employed uh, workers, freelancers, small business owners, etc. And I believe the 2020 limit to what you could put in based on your income is around 57k. So look at a SEP. I personally have my SEP at uh, Fidelity. So you can look at any big institute like what's Fidelity institution. Inst uh, Fidelity is a brokerage. So Fidelity is a company that allows you to buy and sell stocks on a, on a self I'm trying to break this down simpler self generated form. So I don't have to go to a financial advisor would use a brokerage or an institutional. It's a retail brokerage firm that I can use. They have the rights to connect me to the market, to buy mutual funds, to buy uh, stocks. And Fidelity, real quick, I just mm. want to say this. Vanguard was the number one, their CEO, the former creator of this company called Vanguard, said, I'm going to differentiate myself from every competitor out there, I always like to simplify things. Think about like McDonald's. Oh, there's all these burger restaurants and bars. They charge $10, $20 for a burger. I'm going to create McDonald's. I'm going to create a great burger at a cheap price. That's what Vanguard did. They said, we're going to create the best retirement vehicles at the lowest fee structure. They did that and they did it very effectively. And they're killing it. And they're destroying it. And people looked at this guy like, what are you doing? Why are you creating this model? Because I'm taken from all the greedy bastards out there and I'm going to give consumers the best ticket they could have. Fidelity mm. has now outperformed them. Fidelity has mutual funds that are, and I'm not paid by Fidelity, not sponsored by them. Hopefully I will be at some point because I believe in their product. They have the cheapest cost structure for very effective mutual funds. So look at Fidelity, but these are places, they're self-brokerages accounts. You can do it yourself. You can mm. self-manage, self-select their funds. They also have advisors and people that can help you at the lowest price. So long story short, a SEP. Okay. <laughs> if someone has never invested and they watch you and the Dow Jones is happening and the <laughs> stock market, my God, this one really gets all horned up for stocks. So that being said, 
if someone is listening and they're saying, I don't invest, mm-hmm. I don't have any shares in the stock market, mm-hmm. but I'd like to. Yeah. And I think that's a way to make money. How should that person who is just listening that has no yeah. connection to the stock market, no has never done it, doesn't never come from a family of investments, sure. doesn't have royal cavaliers, <laughs> King Charles Gavaliers, yeah, or whatever they're called, <laughs> and he's My grown up with some died. bougie dogs. Stop. What is that person who has no experience oh, with stock markets, what would you suggest they do for wanting to throw some skin in the game and perhaps try and make some money in that way? What's the first step? Because I don't know what to tell someone mm-hmm. who's interested like so that. I, I have a ton of advice for this one. And again, I'll keep it short, sweet, and simple. Yeah. Before I do it, do you mind if I make a quick plug? I would love a okay. plug. So we, this is a problem. <laughs> a lot of people have a lot of questions. That's one of them. The SEP is one of them. And think about how many times you come across financial questions. So Restart, which is a consulting company I own, we came up with this Restart All Access membership. And in the membership, you get a lot of things. But one of the cool things you get is a 24-7 text line. So if you have a question about financing that comes up, you put it in our text line and within 48 hours, you will have an answer that hopefully suits what you're looking for. You know, With it, we also have financial models that can help you understand your income, your expenses, how to refinance, how to manage debt. And I'll, I'll cut the pitch short. I feel privileged to have yeah. seen uh, the inner workings of the, this website yeah. before it's been officially launched. By the time you guys are listening, this is going to be live and this you can go and subscribe. You can become a member. Yep. Um, but I got to see you as you're developing it. And it is an amazing site that will help you so we've, much. We've put a lot into it. And long, like again, long story short, if I had to simplify it, it's a financial and career membership that I honestly believe that I've been on the inner workings of every piece of it. It's life changing. But, a question you just asked, which is a real question that a lot of people have is one I want to answer. And I think the first thing you have to do is define, it's like anything you want to achieve, you have to define like your goals. We, we It's tough to create, a, like it's tough for me to say, what stock should you buy when I don't understand what you're trying to achieve with the vehicle? Do I, like, are you trying to, you know, if you're working out, are you trying to lower your blood pressure, trying to lower your sugar, trying to reduce your body well, most mass? most people are trying to make money. No, I'm talking about when we go to the gym. Go back to the gym reference. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to go back to the gym reference. Imagine you walk into a gym and you say, what piece of equipment should I use? Okay. People will be like, what the fuck? How the fuck do I know? Do you want to build your chest, your arms, endurance? How long do you want to be here? What do you want to work out for? Unfortunately, there isn't a one size fits all. You have to understand yourself before you can pick the vehicle. Okay. Stocks are just another vehicle. So the first thing I would say is understand your goals. The second thing I would say is- I want to make money understand your risk level, right? Like, low, you tell me, I don't care. I'll lose every penny. But <gasps> if I could get rich off it, go for it. No okay. Chance. Well, that's going to be a whole different answer than look at, you're like my grandfather, right? Who says, I have, I have money. I don't have income because I'm retired. So I want my big nest egg to make me income. That's going to be a whole different strategy. We're going to find things. What um, if someone has, <clears throat> let's say $10,000 yeah. and they're 30 years old. Most of my listeners are between the ages of, okay. I'd say 20 to 38 Actually, I have up to 68. But anyway, yep. okay. you got $10,000. You're 35 years old. And I want Perfect. Wanna... Great example, right? 35-year-old, 10K. Let's say your risk tolerance is moderate. I want you to do one thing we all know. We're all on Instagram. We all follow people. I want you to stalk your stock like you're following a celebrity. So find, stop worrying about, oh, I got to find, find, go pick five to 10 stocks that you really like. How do you find those? Understand, what do you digest? Are you wearing certain brands? Are you using your Apple computer? Are you eating a McDonald's cheeseburger? Do you have an American Express credit card? Step one, pay attention to things that interest you that like you're like, I'm using their product. Step two, just pick them and stalk the shit out of them. 
understand what they're doing, what their earnings are like. You can find all this stuff. It's public information. You can listen in on their announcement calls of what the company's doing. You On Apple, we have these stock screeners. Stop following 8,000 stocks or follow some stock. Just pick five stocks to pay attention to. And over a period of time, you're going to see their price fluctuate. You're going to learn more. And once you have enough information, I think you're then in a position to consider buying the stock. And to make that purchase. And to make that purchase. But if you look at like... Where do you go? Oh, so if you're looking to actually buy a stock. Like if you say to me... buy it. If you say to me, Jason, I've done my research. I know that I want Apple. Here's why yeah. I want Apple. I have stock. I've done the research. I feel good about it. I have $10,000. Where do I go? You need to go to a brokerage. And so you can go to some, a simple brokerage like Robinhood. That's an app. You can download Robinhood app. And within five minutes, you could buy $10,000 of Apple. You could also go to like TD Ameritrade, Fidelity, what we talked about. Right. It's a lot of brokerage accounts that you could just do it within five minutes, no fees. Back in the day, that's where stockbrokers made their money. They'd get a guy like Lowe who says, I have $10,000. I want to go buy Apple. So a stockbroker would say, I'm the only one that could connect low to the market. So I'm going to charge low a damn fortune and rip them off. They would charge yes, fees for it. But just like my science and vaccine technology has uh, come, come in <laughs> yeah. to bridge the gap yeah. and take care of that and eliminate that little scumbag. And now you got Robin Hood and you have so betterment. Restart, have, reset. We don't do a restart, reset is strictly education for the consumer so okay. they have better information to go use these places. Got Our it. idea with Restart is that all those companies out there that have found angles to try and make more money off you, all we want to do is give you the information so when you go to them, you're not getting ripped off. Got we it. don't want your money. We don't advise your money. We don't want bank your money, nothing. So Betterment, Robinhood, Fidelity, TD Ameritrade, those are brokerages you can go to and pull the trigger. Wow. Sorry, I can keep going. I love it. I'm ready time. to invest. <laughs> No, that's great. Because I think a lot of people wonder, like, where the hell do you even go for something like that? Sure. Yeah. If they didn't grow up, like, learning those terminologies and stuff. Sure. Yeah. This is another question. Will Lowe be in Jason and Caitlin's wedding? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Of course. I'm going to be at the freaking what altar. question is that? <laughs> I think I'll be on. Where'd that come from? Uh, Call it off. <laughs> Put him on the spot. Furby underscore 2069. You going to dress me like so a king or what? I'm going to dress, I'm going to dress both Caitlin and Jason amazingly well for the wedding. But can I say, that mm. was a very common question that I got for you. When are Jason and Caitlin getting married? Mm. When is he proposing? And I, I'm so over it. But it's so interesting because I saw, I'd say at least a hundred mm -hmm. people. Yeah. Out of the thousands of questions, there was at least a, a hundred or more mm -hmm. that said, when are they getting engaged? When are you proposing? Yeah. Do you feel anxious? Like you no. got to get it done? No, I don't. Like you got to um, rip the band. It just I, propose already. I wonder, I think there's an issue. Why is that? I think there's like a, a deep-rooted issue within just like traditions and that we're like fixated on titles. You ever notice that when you ask, when you meet someone within the first three minutes, what do you do? What do you do? And so the title then I defines, never asked that. So the title but yes, that's then defines our that. instant perception of what we think they are. So they say what they do, right? I'm this. And then instantly you stack them up. Oh, okay, I get it. You don't know shit, right? No. You could be, yeah, I'm a I'm a surgeon. Oh my God, you're wealthy, you're intelligent. No, well, there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of great surgeons, but who knows? Maybe they're buried in debt. Maybe they're not like yeah. we, we are this like weird universe stuck on titles. The only difference between being engaged getting in like a weird like I'm going down a weird road, but if you really I want to go down, down like, I mean, being in a relationship, 
versus engaged, there's no legal difference at all. No legal difference. And then obviously marriage is a huge, if you look at like the black and white, the difference is obviously legal. Sure commitments and stuff so it's interesting how fixated people are on, on when yeah, you're going to get married exactly. and i will say i feel um, no i mean listen i have a i know everything in my brain it's in my brain it's not going anywhere else and uh but i don't feel any like people can ask and do all this stuff the bigger thing i mean i'm obviously focused on that stuff because in my brain i think it should be and i know what my timeline looks like and what caitlin's timeline looks like but the the larger factor to me is like you know, having kids and like w- raising them and where to raise them I think and how Kate, to raise Caitlin them. Caitlin must have been public like on her, uh, I don't know, off the vine or mm-hmm. perhaps on Instagram or something. But people know what Caitlin wants. Mm-hmm. And they said she wants this amount of kids and she wants to be married. And this. Mm-hmm. So they know that. Mm-hmm. I think her listeners know that. Yeah. And because they're vested in her life as sure of course, of course. she shares they yeah. you know they're part of it in yeah. a sense um so because of that i think that they want an answer of like well when's it gonna happen because we know what caitlin has yeah. in her timeline she shared well, that they're with not us. gonna get an answer well, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i but, mean the time i will tell you like my personal percent about my ideas i would even though i just went on that whole uh you know conversation about titles and stuff i would like to get engaged then get married and then have kids in a perfect world. I realize that's not always possible. And it's crazy because Caitlin's pregnant. Uh, yeah, that could, what, what? She's pregnant. <laughs> and I'm choosing my podcast to <laughs> share the news. <laughs> no. uh, you are. Yeah. You are the father. But I would say, uh, yeah, people are fixated with the engagement thing and it's sweet, but uh, I guess, but I guess for me too, I'm so jaded when it comes to marriages because I've been in LA my whole life. Uh So I look at it like, enjoy the dating and you guys have been together for two years. You'll get engaged at some point. There's no rush. Mm -hmm. And I hope you actually get to enjoy your engagement too. Because I love when couples get to actually like enjoy the process of, you know, planning a wedding or or not at first. Ariel and Matt, for example, everyone keeps Ariel Vandenberg, one of my girlfriends and Matt Kutchel, um, but they're engaged engaged over a year ago. Yes. Yes. Over a year ago. And everyone's like, when's the wedding? Is it happening? And she's like, I'm enjoying living my best life being engaged to him. And we'll figure out the wedding. There's so many other factors that, I mean, I I realize I love the sport and the excitement. It's amazing. So great. But there's so many other factors that you that might not, you know, like do, I don't know, for me, like at that moment, I think being, getting engaged is one of the most special moments in the world next to probably getting married and having a baby. And like, I want family and friends there. I yeah. want them to be there. I, want I feel you on that. And, and right now during there. a pandemic. There's nothing like right at the fucking second when you thought we could pull this off and get all the family and friends, it gets the thousand times worse and now every there's travel restrictions so yeah you know to each their own moving your timeline and obviously there's like you know more that people want like for ariel maybe she wants certain things that like she can't get with what's going on in the world right yeah now. things are so traveling everything's limited oh this is interesting we have a few people that ask this if you're stranded on a deserted island mm-hmm. who would you rather be deserted with Lo, jason or caitlin deserted for life on an island <laughs> wow 
this Who's is such for? a loaded question. This that's is for this is for me. Who would I rather be stranded on an island with, <laughs> you or Caitlin, for the rest of my life? That's like deep. Hands down. Okay, this is a controversial mm, answer. Caitlin yeah. is a best friend, yeah. and I love her so much. Yeah, she means the world to me. Yeah, she's fam- she's a sister, uh-huh. but she's not going to be on that island with me, and this is why. Why? Jason is going to be stranded <laughs> on an island with me. Several just, reasons. I can't wait for the one, why. Jason's easy on the eyes. I'm a gay man. Love looking at his legs. Jason has a great set of stems. Cute butt. Secondly, Caitlin is very petite. She's a tiny yeah. woman. Oh, would you and, eat me? And I look like Jason has meat on his bones. And with push comes to shove, I'm going to have to feast on Jason and make kebabs out of him or whatever. If it got to that, I'd have to eat Jason. comes to shove. Sure. I will. Also, I think Jason would be able to maybe help me before I killed him and ate him. He would be able to help me like build some sort of a fort or something. Yeah, I would be good with that. You're great. Yeah. And like while I was building, you just like take me down yeah, from behind right when it's <laughs> just, finished just put in your door <laughs> to our hut and then <laughs> you're down huh. uh so that as well and i think you would help me with strategizing like low listen there's some deep. coconuts on the east side we'll get those coconuts. Get coconuts you get the i'll get the coconut water yeah. you handle the fishing we'll work together oh, like yeah, we i would think survive. if i didn't end up eating you i think yeah. we would survive by huh. you just strategizing and helping i think caitlin and i we're both so imagine Caitlin and I on an island together. Wow, that would be um, it would be incredible. But it also mm, we'd both die. That, that we would die. Well. We would just die in the sense of like we're both so creative uh, and out there. You I guys think, would make a Wilson, and then after Wilson, it'd be like, we'd fight boy. over Wilson, and then we would die. So, <laughs> so that's my answer Wait, for that. That would be a good TV show. Oh my god, Us three stranded on an island. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Put that on Showtime. All right. ESPN The Ocho. This is a next question. The guy I started dating is dealing with emotional abuse from a last relationship. I really like him, but he's going through a lot. Should I help him? What should I do? Leave him. Here's the thing. I don't think that if he's dealing with emotional baggage from a last relationship and it's new for you, if it was a long-term thing, I would say you stick it through. You got to work it out. If some... He's being triggered by certain things from his past. Mm-hmm. But if this is new, mm-hmm. and my and Jason, I don't know if you agree, but if it's mm-hmm. new, I think that I don't, I'm not down for a fixer upper situation mm-hmm. in regards to where you're at emotionally. Mm-hmm. If you're dealing with trauma from a last relationship, he hasn't healed from that yet. Mm-hmm. Probably needs to heal a little bit. You don't want to fix her up or it's nice for a home, not for a relationship. Mm-hmm. So just, I, I guess, uh, yeah, don't see him anymore. Or let him work through whatever he needs to and then explore it. But he has some healing he needs to do, I think. Yeah. No, I, I there's a lot of agreeing I have to do with that. Like, we every, at all different extents, we all have baggage to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Right now, all of us have to experience life at different levels and we've had different trauma. But we all have some type of baggage, for sure. And I think the thing is, is, you have to be careful how much of that you put onto someone else and how much you take care of yourself. You know, and I think all certain situations, it's you're, you're the baggage you sometimes have to compartmentalize, especially when it's previous relationships like that. Like work on self-development, work on self-help, seek therapists and be open with your partner. But also there has to be a line in the sand where I think you're not crossing over and bringing like 
toxic baggage to what could be a detriment to an unbelievable lifelong relationship. Right. Right. And so I think compartmentalize is, is totally an appropriate thing for this situation. Yeah. Yeah. Block him on Instagram. <laughs> never see him again. He's dead to you. <laughs> My, oh, uh, woo, this is a juicy one. My husband loves to watch porn and masturbate. <laughs> love this. I love that you guys are so open and honest mm. in sending me these mm. questions. All right. So my husband loves to watch porn and masturbate. And I told him I don't like it. It makes me insecure, but he wants to do it anyway. He doesn't listen. What should I do? Hmm. Are you asking my advice? Yeah. I mean, go my ahead. Advice swing is, it to you, Jay. If your partner is being open about things that make them insecure and you love this person and what they're saying is within reason, right? There are some outrageous things like, you know, I'm literally making this up, but the way you're walking down the sidewalk makes me insecure. Like what? No one's even here. Like, what do you mean? There's some things you can't control. Yeah. You can't. But things that are reasonable that make you insecure. Why would you ever push the envelope in that end? Would you want something you're super insecure about, the person you love, to just press hard? Mm, Would you? Depends on what it is. Okay, within if, reason. So, well, let's you, talk. I'm at the subject at hand. If so it's what's porn and porn and masturbating, she doesn't want her husband to watch. <laughs> yeah, it porn seems like anymore. there's a deeper issue there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he should be able to watch there's porn and masturbate to whatever there. he wants to watch yeah. porn to. If it's weird, if it's underage, you should call the police and leave him. Well, if yeah. it's not underage, <laughs> it's legal porn, and he's enjoying it. I enjoy porn. If my partner didn't like that I was watching porn, be like, what's it to you? Like, let mm. me live my life. Oh. If you wanted to bring it into the bedroom, that's different because then I think both parties have to be on board with mm. it. Like yeah. if you're, if you and your husband and he's like, I want to watch porn while our, int that involves our mm -hmm. intimacy now, our sex mm. life, that's a touchy subject because okay. then I think you guys should be on the same page. And if you don't like watching porn with your husband and that's not your thing, then you shouldn't. And he should respect that. But if he wants to have a good moment with himself and watch porn like yeah. that doesn't involve you i i think i'm sorry to this listener but i think you should just let him rub I it out and have almost, a good time and almost every insecurity though especially if it's if it's a insecurity that makes you think like wait what like you don't understand it i think of a, a next level conversations required because of what we just talked about there is something called baggage we all live but We've i think don't you think that's baggage on the person like why do you have an issue but there's that's my with point that. is before writing it off and doing it or not like why isn't the conversation why is that a problem sit down and have a glass of wine why is that a problem let's talk through this what is what's creating this issue and but this there's so many things like this like you could say a certain word that you've never even like you're like wait why would that offend you and then you understand it deeper and it makes sense yeah let him watch his porn and I don't know, maybe watch it with him or just don't think about it. I think talk about it. Mm. Yeah. Let's give him something, something to talk about. about. How do you spark up sex in a long-term relationship where you feel it's dwindled? Well, what's your answer to that? My answer to that is I think you should look at the relationship and uh -huh. see there are a lot of factors involved. By the way, if you if this is your first long-term relationship, when I was in my first one, I was mm -hmm. bummed because the sex did dwindle. But yeah. that's actually a natural thing that happens. Sure. You get into a comfort zone with someone, you're not going to be like ready to go all the time. It just changes. Life happens. You're doing life together. 
I mean, I, I remember it would be like a few weeks before we, or actually we went a couple months without having any sex. And it was great wow. for me because I was like busy working and stuff and we were doing life when we did have sex. It was awesome, but it just, it got more infrequent. Yeah, It actually was more of a problem on my partner's end than it was mine. Cause I was actually enjoying focusing on my career mm -hmm. anyway no coupons submitted no coupons <laughs> submitted for that sorry that gift card's not working this time <laughs> sweetie but uh i would say check like hormones uh sometimes it could be a sex drive it mm. has probably nothing to do with you as a, mm. the partner it could mm -hmm. have something to do on his end yeah. if he's taking medications if he's there's certain yeah. things that could affect his libido yeah also if it if you're feeling like it's boring or it's dwindling have some fun with it there introduce porn introduce a sex go to a sex shop with your partner that's always fun sex therapists are a thing too oh yeah sex therapists are good yeah you're having one on you just told me that yeah oh yeah, yeah. we're having a sex therapist come on the show like that's a thing. surprise so, guests yeah. uh sex therapist is always amazing mm -hmm. and but i think if you yep. don't have the funds to maybe go to a sex therapist yeah. or i know with certain people the idea of a therapist is taboo they get uncomfortable with mm. like, I'm not going to therapy. And that seems to be a thing yeah. uh, for certain people. If that is the thing, start it off with a sex shop. It yep. gets you guys excited to go somewhere together. And I did that with a part, my partner uh, when I was with someone and mm -hmm. I bought like, like this like nipple chapstick and it mm -hmm. makes your nipples <laughs> like hard and it like makes them cool. It, anyway, uh. and we got a bunch of toys <laughs> It was fun. There you go. It spiced it up. I think you should start a sex toy line. Oh my god! <laughs> like the low shell. Get the J Lo dildo. No, it's, it's the low of the J Lo. Yeah, maybe. No, I'm not signing off. On god, that. no, no, you're not. <laughs> I'm not getting into that business. What has been the most surprising thing that you have learned about Jason, and vice versa? Hmm. I'd say the outcome of what Jason and I view the world as mm -hmm. is very similar, but the process of getting there is completely different. Yeah. But I think That's what true. you stand for and what you want in life and what mm -hmm. you believe in and yeah. your sense of humanity and little things like that. I actually would have thought we don't see eye to eye on any of that stuff. Yeah. So that being said, it was really interesting connection wise to see that he starts on one end, I'm on the other, but there we is a find lot. A way to the there middle. is a lot of common ground. It's just a completely different method to the madness. Uh huh. And I like I that. Agree. And so that is one thing you've learned about me. Is I've learned that, that there's different ways to get to common places. Yeah, yeah. a very different a way. way. But that's it's an good... awesome road, and yeah. that's why I'm so fascinated by your brain. I love. Yeah. I could. I love talking to you. Yeah. So I think one thing that just like reaffirmed me with our relationship and like our friendship is that. The dichotomy of making sure you're surrounding yourself. The word we used in business school, I brought this up the other day, is homogeneous. Like not having, surrounding yourself with people that have different perspectives and different backgrounds and different thoughts and different like outlooks on things is going to make you a much better person. Mm -hmm. And I think what happens is we get so comfortable with the relationships we have. And maybe it's like our friends from high school or college and we just stick to them and we don't get outside of our box. And what a weird world in which Lo and I met, right? You got this like <laughs> weird little Buffalo banker boy who slicks his hair back and just wears like Amazing. oversized like used car salesman looking suits. <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes across as like fucking red carpet celebrity stylist. And how the fuck did, I mean, we know how we met, but like yeah. what a world in which we connect. We come from different coasts 
hosts with different backgrounds and different upbringings. We've been exposed to completely different types of people. And here we are having conversation about all different things and of life. And totally the, getting along. And totally getting along. And the best part about it is, we, like you said, our brains couldn't work more oppositely. The way we process, the way we learn, the way we think. But the thing is, is a lot of the outcomes, like you said, are pretty much aligned. But I think when you surround yourself with people that aren't like you, that do have different backgrounds, it develops you and gives you so much more perspective on life and the lens of life. And that has been the beautiful thing about our discussion below and our deep friendship is that I can walk out of this little sea world <laughs> sky cage yeah. with a better perspective and lens on life. Totally. Because I now see different things that I never saw before, the vision, the perception, the way they're they're seen. And it's amazing. I I love that. And I have to say, Jason, it whenever I speak to you, you always will ask questions and I can tell you're soaking it up like a sponge. You're so into like <laughs> really more, like, why do you think like that, Lo? <laughs> like, Where did that Lord. come from? <laughs> Get deep with me. Yeah. Now. And you always challenge me. You're like, but why do you feel that way? Yeah. And you you want to know more. Mm -hmm. And I I love it though, just because I'm like, I can't I have to make sure I think before I speak mm -hmm. around you always. <laughs> I can't throw shit on the wall. And see what sticks. Oh, you can throw shit on the wall. I just ask that you say, yeah, that was shit. I just yeah, threw at the wall. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, you're definitely uh, oh, soaking it in. Freaking great. Oh, this is someone who's saying, how do you deal with depression and anxiety and feeling down on yourself mm. while you're in quarantine? I've been going through it right now and I'm trying to get myself out. How do you stay so positive? You and Jason both seem to have very positive outlooks. And I don't see either of you dealing with depression. Can you help someone like me? I deal with depression all the time. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm depressed as we speak. Yeah. And <laughs> literally, I'm crying. I'm mad. Smiling. Yeah, I'm crying. I feel like I go through the ebbs and flows. Um, and I have depression that runs through my family. And I will say this: it is not easy. Yeah. And if and there are days that are great, there are days that are so shitty for me. And you got to just take it with a grain of salt. Okay, so when it comes to depression, there are so many different avenues you can take. And I'm not saying there's one right way or wrong way. There's a million different ways because millions of people suffer from depression. There's the homeopathic route and there's the Western medicine. You can do medication. There's Eastern medicine. There's holistic and all natural. You could pray on it. You could get crystals on it. There's a lot of avenues to take. I'm going to let you know the road that I took. I've tried many different things and this seemed to work for me. So maybe it will help you out. I was feeling depressed, especially last year, and I was having a tough time even getting out of bed. So I ended up getting a full blood panel for my doctor, and it turns out I was really low in iron and extremely low in vitamin D, so much so that my doctor had to give me a prescription for vitamin D that's like 5,000 milligrams, or I think it's even more than that. And I take that every week, uh, and I take an iron supplement as well. Low levels of vitamin D, low levels of iron, and there's other things too that you should check levels for, but they're all linked having low levels to clinical depression. So that was where the tide started to turn. And I was like getting out of the hello darkness, my old friend and moving towards happiness a little bit. Get blood tested, get a full blood panel. You can go to your doctor, they'll do it and say you want to check all of your different levels and kind of go from there. Also low thyroid hormones, all of those things play a big part in it. I also was low in testosterone at the time. So yeah, diet changes and taking this proper vitamins and all of that stuff, again, helped 
a lot. And that's more on like the scientific side of it. I also wanted to work on my mental state. So when it came to social media, I ended up unfollowing accounts that I didn't get anything from. Anything from in the sense of they don't enrich my life or my mind in any way. They actually can hinder me in some way. Uh, So I just started unfollowing and muting a bunch of people that I'm like, this doesn't do anything to help me. This actually makes me compare myself to others or this is wasting my time. And I I had to do that. I had to do a little social media cleanse and that really helped. Another thing that really helped me is making a list for things for myself to hold myself accountable. So, and these lists were small. When I was really going through a dark phase, I was putting like, wake up in the morning, brush my teeth and shower, make my bed. Just doing those things, I was like, I have to do it. I'm going to force myself to do it. And those were little small wins that I'd give myself. But psychologically, they did something where I was like, I accomplished something today. I mean, I at least got up and made my bed. And I'm like, there's a lot of people who don't do that. So look at me. like I'm doing something great. So that also helps uh, making lists and trying to hold yourself to that. Of course, there's the medication route. I tried Zoloft and I think it was lorazepam for anxiety. I wasn't feeling it. I didn't love it. Uh, I was only on it for a short amount of time, but I didn't really love the side effects of it. So I didn't go the medication route, but you can always talk to your doctor or psychologist and, you know, they can prescribe something to you. Um, Also, focusing on getting a little bit exercise every day. It releases dopamine, got the serotonin levels, and just a little exercise goes a long way. Not much. I do 20 to 30 minutes and it really helped. It, It made a huge change in my mood. It's annoying as hell to do. I hate it. I'm not someone who's like, oh my God, I can't wait to run. Like, no, I'm good. But I forced myself to do it and it actually makes a huge difference in everything. The rest of my day changes if I get a little bit of a workout and it's so important. Now I do at least an hour, but I started with like 20 to 30 minutes. So that could also help you too. Just throwing it out there. All right, Jason, what do you got for us? I think that's well said. And I think the one thing is that we all experience this at some level to different probably capacities, right? Like everyone has different ways of how they deal with it. But the first thing you should know is if you are feeling depressed, if you are feeling anxious, like number one, you are not alone. Like whether people are showing it or not, every single day, people are experiencing this at all different magnitudes. And so one, what you're feeling is fucking normal. Like it's not like you're this, why do I feel down? It's normal. The second thing I think is like, for me, we live in a world full of pain. There's a lot of pain out there. There's right a now, lot of especially. pain, right? Oh, right now, especially. And some of it we can control and some of it we can't. Some of it's hereditary, like we talked about. Some of it's our hormonal makeup. The problem is that so many people are experiencing so much pain that they find ways to put their pain on others as that's a way of dealing with it. And you may not even know it, but it could be a friend a boss, a colleague, it could be the television show you're watching that's putting pain on you. Be aware of what might be creating pain in your daily routine, especially on the days you feel down. Find ways to eliminate that because there are ways that you can bring in good, positive things into your life. Might be someone on Instagram, might be a YouTube, might be a call to grandma, might be a call to mom or dad. Who knows? Totally. Going to the church, whatever that outlet is, you have to find that outlet. One thing I have mastered is the outlets that make me happy. And so I will live in those and I will breathe in those and I will find the outlets that make me really anxious and upset and I will put a block up. And I like when I need it, I won't attest that. And we all have our friends. Everyone has those friends. Yeah. Where pain 
is trying to find company. And when you're at your lowest times, those aren't the times to be working on those people. It's time to be working on yourself. And I can go into this for a no, long yeah, time. I love that's that. my that's my overall message, I, I think. I love it. Can I get one more question out of you? Yeah. Okay. Just because I think this is a really good one. Yeah. I love Instagram. I've I'm starting to build a following. I don't have that many followers, but I'm over 5,000 followers. How do I start making money as an influencer? And how many followers does it take to actually start getting brand deals? Mm. I mean, at, usually what they call the micro level influencers are influencers between 10,000 to 50,000. You can, you can absolutely get brand deals at that. You can get brand deals at 500 followers. It's all how you market yourself, right? So that's, uh, that's one. What I would tell you is the less followers you have, the less, less followers and less engagement, the less propensity that some of the bigger brands with big dollar amounts will right. probably be like seeking out to you. So the best way to capitalize on that is to do something you really believe and create something that is, is right behind what you do and therefore monetize the followers you do have with something that you own. because. If you think about it, like Doritos spending two and a half million dollars on 40 seconds of Super Bowl advertising, that's because it's the Super Bowl and 100 million people are watching it, right? Think of bring that scale down. You have less followers. You're thus not going to attract those type of large brands at that sure. level. So why not create your own brand? Oh, right. Create okay. your own product, create your own brand, create your own thing. And suppose your your product costs, I don't know, let's just make this up. You have a $50 product, okay? It costs you $20 to build and you make $30 of profit per per product that you sell. If you can sell it to a thousand people, that's a good day of work. Yeah. Right? You don't need you don't need 10 million. You got a thousand people there. What if the person doesn't have a product to sell? They want to sell themselves. Like they're more of like a like a model type or I mean, if you're selling yourself, you got 5,000 people there listening. Is it consulting? Is it modeling? So think about interchangeable exchange. Stop thinking about value you think you have and think about value you can bring someone else. Why would someone buy from you? What can you do? What can you bring That's a great perspective. We all go into this. What can you bring the brand? What can you do? Any sales meeting I went into, everyone is thinking about the sales guy. How do I look? What am I saying? What is my product? Forget about you. Stop worrying about you. It's not about you. You're not buying you. They're buying you. Yeah. So what can, problem can you solve? What can you do different than everybody else out here that would make them say, I want to work with them? So if they're like, just thinking, if I'm, if I'm a model with 5,000 followers, if I'm a model to my 5,000 followers, what the fuck is that? It doesn't do shit. But guess what? Maybe of these 5,000 people, they want to look better. They want to feel better. They want to know what it's like, how they can get themselves to feel better about their image, whether it's where to buy or skincare or shoes they wear at an affordable price. So maybe create a blog, maybe do one-on-one consulting, Mm. maybe things like that, right? Find ways that you can give value to people. And I think that's the easiest way to monetize at a small following. If they're a little more than 5,000 followers, let's Mm -hmm. say, I don't know, 10,000, whatever, Mm 20,000, are there specific agencies that people should... Uh, go to or can they just DM brands? Is that the way it can work now? I am all about direct reach out. Yeah, absolutely. You reach and I mean, in everything, influencing, uh, if you want to work for a company, it is so it is easier today than ever to get a hold of people that make decisions. Yeah. So find a way to put your pitch. It's together. pretty cool about Instagram. You could yeah. literally slide into someone's DMs. Well, the, yeah, it's cra- like the crazy, the things that happen. So I think you have to be never reactive, always proactive, reach out to these brands, 
but do it professionally. This is who I am. This is what I'm, this is my thing. This is the reach I have. How can I be aligned with your brand? Send out a hundred a day, put a plan in place. You send out a hundred a day, you do a thousand a week and literally a hundred a day. Yeah. Pump it out. Copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. Yeah. (laughs) Sales cycle. You can Mm -hmm. do it. Amazing. Yeah. Well, Jay, you're an incredible guest. You're an incredible man. (laughs) And this is the last podcast that I'm going to have you. Oh my God. No. (laughs) That I have you in person now, but I'll go to Nashville. I'm going to visit you guys in Nashville all the time. Amazing. And you're going to be an industry expert on the all member access. Oh yeah. And you're going to be a guest on my podcast when we launch. So you can follow Jason on Instagram at Jason Tartic. Underscore Tartic. Yep. Underscore Tartic. And then also please check out Restart Reset, which is now available for you guys. So go on restartreset.com. Yep. Subscribe. Subscribe. Sign up. Sign up for it. Anything I said today, you have questions about the finance stuff, just shoot an email to restart. I like that whole you can get like any business type things. You can get a text response. 24 7. That's crazy. You're going to be up very late at night. Got a good team. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, Jay. Well, thank you for being here. JLo, this has been a very special chapter in my life that I will never forget as long as I live. You've made me a better person. And I appreciate that. Oh, <laughs> emotional. And I appreciate that. I love you, Jay. And you will forever be in my life, Lo. Same. Love you. I love you too. On that note, we're out. We gone. Let's go get we drunk. Go. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> Let's go have a drink. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And I just have to say thank you. Thank you to you. Thank you for your support, your comments on Apple Podcasts, and your ratings because they make a huge difference. It means so much to me that you're going to take the time out of your busy day to leave me a comment and a five-star rating. And I'm learning from my producers that it's through you subscribing, actually leaving a comment on Apple Podcasts and leaving the five-star rating that we can keep this shit show going strong and I can continue to make more episodes for you. So again, thank you for doing that. And if you enjoyed today's episode or if you've enjoyed any episodes, please drop me a little line on Apple Podcasts and I'll do whatever you want for it. Give me that five-star rating and I'll give you a little lap dance, BJ, freestyling, whatever, you name it, you got it, queen. I'm all desperate for comments god i'll do whatever you want uh next week i'm sitting down with the most important person in my life the queen herself my mama mama von rumpf Uh, she's going to be with us low lifers and i couldn't be more excited she is a brilliant mind she has the biggest heart of any human i've ever met she's my best friend my confidant she's my everything and she has so much wisdom love life experiences and i have just no doubt in my mind that you're gonna experience bliss from listening to her speak she's a spicy little latina and i know she's nervous to be on the show and she's never done it a podcast so she's a little apprehensive but i'm gonna get her warmed up it's gonna be a great episode and i would actually be the worst podcast host if i didn't share her with you i can't wait for you to listen but until then i hope you have a beautiful weekend ahead and i'll talk to you low lifers next week So please take your vitamins and don't forget to drink some water, putas, because I know you're thirsty. I love you and I'm out. We keep it moving, yeah, we do.